Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Which one of the Monterey Five is going to crack first? Are we finally going to take down the beast that is Mary Louise? And are Ed and Tori going to bang? Stick around on AfterBuzz TV because we're going to talk about Big Little Eye Season 2. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes! Oh my god! I can't like be happy. I'm like stressed I right now. You, no, it's so funny, Jesse. I thought you were gonna scream like Mary Louise did. Oh my god! In this that's, what, that's what I feel like doing. I'm right? so stressed out by this episode. Y'all, thank you for tuning in because I'm stressed too, Jesse. Episode six of Big Little Lies, season two. Um, Bad mother. It's a great title for this episode. I am your host, Ollie Drennan. I'm joined by an amazing panel filling in for me and Simone. We miss you, girls, but we also have Shay Jones. They will be back, right, Shay Jones? <laughs> Hi, yeah. Hi, Shay Jones. Yes. Okay, but you got to tell me because you're joining us. You're, you haven't been in the season. How are you liking the season, girl? I'm loving it. When you have such a great first season as Big Little Lies was, how do you top yourself? And you just think, right. oh, we're going to add a queen. Mm-hmm. And we add Meryl Streep and makes it all better. Right. Mm-hmm. And next to her is another queen. queen you're a queen yourself, Shay. But we also have <laughs> Queen Jessie Zayn oh, in the thank house. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Everybody's in live chat right yeah. now, and they are like blowing my mind. So like, yes. I'm so excited to talk. Thank you guys for joining us yes. in live chat right now. Thank and you. J- Jessie also has... Uh, news and gossip for us later, too. So, uh, why don't we get going? We got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about Monterey Five, Mary Louise. We got to talk about Ed, too, okay? And uh, and Juliet. Oh, Juliet. Stress management. So, initial thoughts on episode six. I was telling you guys, it was kind of messy. I'm still kind of processing it because it was kind Mm -hmm. of all over the place in a sense. And I feel like each one of the members of the Monterey Five kind of had a, a, a unhinged moment. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Everyone was a little off the rocker this episode. I feel like Jane is the only one that was more less. She because she, 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 yeah. she could have went off on Corey and personally, if Mary me, ha ha ha. Oh wait, Mary yeah, Louise, I'm yeah. Dang, I was just thinking about Corey. I didn't get to. Oh, then yeah, everybody was crazy. Right. <laughs> well, not so crazy, just. You know, the cracks are showing. Like, they right. are, they're showing, and they're just, like, it's like spider webs of cracks are just, like, mm-hmm. on their skin, and just, like, one thing's gonna make it all break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They broke the mirror, and they fixed it, but you still still see, see those cracks, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. This is a crazy episode. Like, it left me wanting more. I didn't want this episode to stop, but I'm so, I'm, like nervous like what right. is gonna happen like I I used to think I knew who was gonna break and now I don't know I but. know and it was playing us with all the, the 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 instances with like Bonnie and whatnot is that really happening is that a dream is that yeah. a vision <laughs> I was confused y'all I will say this only people I can actually say I don't think it's gonna crack are Celeste Renata and Jane it legit is gonna be down to Madeline or Bonnie at this point mm-hmm 
right. I f- that's right. what I really feel. All Renata's right. just like, I ain't got time. We made a pact. <laughs> I'm dealing with some other things in my life. I'm about to be poor again. Mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> we have Jenna James in the live chat, and she said this episode was lit, and that is like a good word to describe it because it really was. Like yeah. it was nonstop from start to finish. I agree that it kind of it, you brought up like it's. It ended kind of like very abruptly, yeah. but that's perfect setup for the season. Oh, I know season finale or series finale. We don't know if we're gonna get a season three, but it's perfect. I feel like next episode is going to be even more lit. It's gonna be there's gonna be a couple explosions, y'all. So let's get into our first topic, which is Jane and Corey, because um, we picked up last week or we left off with Corey being spotted at the police station by Bonnie. And come to find out, Jane did tell Corey about her past with Perry. She never confessed to killing him, but Corey did tell... um, Corey was in questioning, and now Jane's feeling a little standoffish and a little... little, uh, She just doesn't trust people, and I feel like that's very understandable, her being a victim and how Perry treated her and abused her. So what were your thoughts on Jane and Corey's kind of arc in this episode? Um, I definitely understand needing to take a step back um, when you're, you know, your person, boyfriend, maybe we haven't figured out our titles yet, gets questioned by police. Okay, now I trusted you with some information. Now how do I not know you're going to not tell the police anything deeper that's happened in the situation? Mm-hmm. And I have a child, so I do have to take a step yeah. back and, you know, just, you know, center myself because whatever happens between me and you, it's also my child is a factor. Mm-hmm. It's a big factor. And I'm a mom. And at the end of the day, that's not going to stop me being a mom because I'm a woman, too. And I need to protect my child from learning any more truths that he has to go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That You bring up a really good point talking about the child. Because at first, when you asked the question, Ollie, I was thinking just between Jane and, and Corey. But so one thing that was so difficult for me when, when he basically tells her what happened and he's like oh, one of you guys is going to break and the first person who d- does is going to get cut yes. a break then I thought oh my gosh as a mother what do you do because like she doesn't want to like what if somebody it's just such a hard position because if somebody else breaks then you're being taken away from your child mm-hmm. and uh, I mean Jane is just in a really tough position right, right. now because the first one gets a break, but then right. the other the other four are effed. Right. Not to curse. But as you bring up being a mother, then she has to think about the other mothers and their exactly. children. Exactly. And how that will affect them. Here's my question so for she, you guys. Yeah. Yes, please. Please. So, if one breaks, then the other four are effed, right? What if they all just confess together as one? Yeah. What, oh. what happens then if they all can actually go in and confess together? I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to agree on that, though. <laughs> that's a good question, but, though. I mean, I think that's it, it bears to be asked because if one... Technically, if you get a cut of break if just one of you breaks. Right. But if we all break at the same time to the same person, that changes everything. So that that's something that came through, through in my head, too, because when I put myself in Jane's position, I'm like, what do I do? Because, like, I don't want to lose my son, but also I don't want to put my friends at jeopardy of losing their kids. So what is the best thing you could do? Well, the best thing you could do probably is just, like, not break and just keep going with the lie and mm-hmm. hope that it disappears. I don't know. But the only other thing you could do is just all go in and tell the truth. Right. And I don't know what the repercussions are because I don't know, like, I don't know, like, the law behind, I mean, 
they lied to the police. So mm-hmm. there's that, and I don't know. Yeah, all of the the filming of it and whatnot being right. interrogated, and I mean, plus Celeste yeah. is still as we'll talk about more about her, but she's the, the case is already going on. Right. You know, she yeah. she said in that moment that she didn't push. Perry. But she didn't lie there, though. That's she, true. So she didn't she have didn't to lie. commit any perjury but was, yet. But she was still saying that he slipped, you know? That's true. That's a good point. I mean, but the you only thing I feel like they can actually get charged <laughs> oh, with, God, maybe, no. is <laughs> obstruction of justice. Because, technically, even if she, Bonnie pushed him, it was in self-defense of everybody else getting their butts kicked by Perry. One dude beat all these women up. So, at the end of the day, I would ask Detective Queenland... Like, even if I, we came clean and told you the truth, would you still, as a woman, just leave this as an accident and charge it as homicide? Because that's a whole, it's like there's so many complexities to it, and technically, law and order is supposed to be black and white, but life isn't like that. Right. So I feel like there's so many factors to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, with the factors of their past, we already know that's less in Perry. They have that abusive, violent relationship. Or they had it. And then, obviously, uh, Jane's connection to being abused and raped by Perry as well. So there's another two layers up on that crazy, complicated uh, altercation that led to his death. So, um, any more thoughts on Jane? She did have the crazy moment with Mary Louise, but I was here for it. I was waiting for her. Oh, so was I. It it was deserved, though. I thought it was going to be Renata to go off like that. (laughs) Yeah. And then Mary Louise slammed the door. Here's the thing, though. We'll talk more about Mary Louise, but... And we've kind of brought this up in the past of this season, but Mary Louise always responds with like a question. Mm-hmm. She never can own up to her own responsibility. Being interrogated, yeah. Jane just tried to be like, as a mother, yada yada yada. And Mary Louise was just not having it, and proceeded to ask Jane a question to kind of. She is so good to kind of just get in there, and that yep. toxicity within Mary Louise is just so it, it's so infectious. And scary. She's so manipulative. Like, Very. oh, Ziggy told me you bought a gun. Were you going to kill Perry? I'm did like, you come here to hunt him down or something? I'm like, oh my. I'm also like, Ziggy, why did you tell Mary I Louise know. that? And he's so smart. What was he thinking? I figured, like, oh, I have a grandmother. Maybe I. And he's a kid, so I don't think he really thinks of the consequences mm-hmm. of me telling you this. Um, at the same time, like you said, she always asks a question. I really just. I need her to be stumped. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really do. I need but, somebody to stump her. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to say it, but should we what? save it? Save it? Or, yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe. Yeah, we'll talk more about Mary Louise, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to end this conversation of uh, Corey and Jane, Corey does seem like a good guy. We'd like he to does. think he stands. Yes. He wants to support her, even though Jane is still being prickly, as he called her at the aquarium. Oh but, my gosh! Like it's like she, on the left. Like that's some know, shade. I love. I though. really do want to trust him. So do uh, I. You know. Yeah. And I, th- I think it was amazing for him to be saying, "I'm not walking away." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, despite what's happening right now, I don't want to walk away from you, so you can keep pushing me. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep showing up. So, I, as a man whose son is not yours and you want to stand up, I got to respect it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, props to Corey. He's a good guy. But um, we also have to talk about Ed and Madeline. But before that, yes. before all this relationship drama, Jesse Zayner is going to drop some major, <laughs> major... Not news, but yeah. <laughs> major major info for y'all, because we love y'all. Yeah. Hey, just guys, major. before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. 
For us to continue growing, we need your help. So keep chatting with us in the live chat. Thank you for everybody that's joining us. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Leave us comments. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Leave us comments. Being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to me because I get to meet these lovely people and talk to them (laughs) and become friends with everybody. And I love hearing from you guys. I'm in the live chat now, so please... You guys talk to us. We love hearing from you guys. I love discussing everything in the comments with you. And we have a shout out to a special person who left us a five star review on iTunes. Yes, we really appreciate it, y'all. This is coming from MJ Owens. MJ Owens or M Johns from iTunes left uh, five star review on iTunes. The best kind of recap. Stumbled upon this show recently and have gone through and dabbled into your other shows. I love the coverage and even use some of the views while or even use some of the views while shouting y'all out on my own podcast. Keep up the good work and I can't wait for next week. Aww, so shout so out nice. to you. If you give us that five star review, you, we might shout you out more yeah. than likely on next <laughs> week, this the season finale. <laughs> well, if multiple people leave us reviews, girl, you know. It's just, it's just like I said, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. More than likely, exactly. Because we love you guys. We do. Um, so until then, keep chatting with us. Like, subscribe, comment. Get us in that live chat. We're watching y'all. We read. We read the comments. So without further ado, let's get on to Madeline and Ed. I already said this. Ed didn't hook up with Tori yet. Okay, so can we like talk about that? Because I I'm like on one still from last episode. Okay. Literally been affecting my life for a full week. So <laughs> sorry that I have to cut you off here. But no, like, you're good. No. Okay. I want to hear. It. So remember last week when we saw Ed at the bar with that girl, and right. then his hus- her husband was there. Right. Was he just seeing him? Wait, what? Was he just seeing him and he wasn't really there? That's what oh. I think happened. Because it's so funny because I talked to other people after we did our podcast. Um, and other people were saying, oh, I think they're swingers and all this. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. But now after he met with that girl again, mm-hmm. I don't want to jump too far ahead. So don't tell fine. me if I am. Um, he was like so paranoid and he kept looking and like. Uh, seeing men and so I'm thinking maybe in last episode when they were at the bar nothing happened but the the husband wasn't really sitting there oh. he was like paranoid and seeing him I actually thought the Do husband think, was there because they both I looked in the same was, direction I thought he was too and I thought he was like pissed but now I'm thinking right. maybe he was just paranoid and, and he was just seeing him no I love that I didn't even think of that I love that you brought that up because even last week I remember saying something about that scene that montage was a little spooky or like it was weird it, was it weird. felt dreamlike so maybe that was kind of and him hallucinating and he was like sitting there and there was like a light shining yeah. on him so I'm like oh maybe it was all fake which like <laughs> they really screwed with my head for a full week because I'm like <laughs> what is Ed doing I mean if there's yeah. visions premonitions in the show if there's gonna be scenes of Bonnie shouting out in court that she killed she pushed Perry then I believe that it could have very well been like a hallucination from yeah. Ed Interesting. Okay, so so let's go on and continue with Ed and and Madeline, because I love Ed so much. Um, Well, I was going to say, Madeline seems to be, as her daughter Chloe said, a little unhinged still. Oh my gosh. Have any of y'all noticed but me that she's been drinking a lot this season? Mm -hmm. She has a bottle of wine, she was drinking at the party, she was drinking on the porch, she was drinking in this episode. Yeah. And we led to Ed coming home with the kids and seeing his, his wife in the dress... Uh, and she was just a little, I'm sure she was a little under the influence. So, what are your thoughts on Madeline and how she kind of seems to want to confess to Ed? Because there's a level of being transparent that Ed, earlier in the episode, didn't see until seeing her in the dress. 
So what were your thoughts on this whole mess? Because she was a little, she was a little messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My girl, but she a little messy. I mean, aren't we all though? Let's be real. If you're not messy, I don't really think there's anything real about you. Because I feel like if you're perfect, what do you have to strive for to get better as a person? So I appreciate the messiness that is Madeline. Um, when it comes to Ed, however, I still have questions about Tori. Because even when they first ran up to each other uh, early in the season, uh, you know, she had a you know, she had a job on her um, her girls, and <laughs> he was just like trying not to look down so hard. It was just I don't yeah. want to look down. I don't look past your nose today. But I, I'm noticing something different about you. Mm-hmm. So my question is, despite the fact that you have entertained the idea of maybe having something with Tori um, for the last couple of years or so, have you done it? And the fact that if you've done it, is that why you're so mad at Madeline? Wait, what was the question? If Ed had already maybe slept with Tori. Which he didn't. Now we know, but I was thinking before... Maybe he'd already slept with Tori, and no. that's why he was so upset before, you know, they had that conversation at the coffee house. No. He didn't sleep with her. <laughs> like, I really, no. no, but, like, what you made me think of the whole question that was brought up in the episode was, do you think it's che- considered cheating or kind of infidelity by him even having the idea or meeting up with her? So that's an... That's an so I don't think it was for him, because I don't think it was his idea. I think it was her idea, because now she's mm. making it very clear. Like, she's, like, coming after him now, yeah. and, like, he's, like, paranoid. He's, like, looking around. He's scared. He's, like, already feeling bad. So I don't think, like, he went to her with the idea. So I'm, like, he's kind of off the hook in my eyes, because, like... A little bit. Entertaining the idea, no. You're not, like, you're not at fault. If you go through with it, then you're at fault. <laughs> So you don't think it's bad that he's with her at all? Like you don't think it's like a little shady? Mm. I mean, at first you know? I did. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, it was a little shady because you're you're in a public place. You're having mm-hmm. this conversation about maybe having the possibility of sleeping with each other mm-hmm. and hurting your spouse as much as she hurt you. But even if you did that, I don't think Ed as a character or as a person will feel any better if he went right. through with it. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, no, that's a good point because he seems like a such a good guy unlike yes. Nathan. No. Um but he seems that he seems very guilty. He's very guilty just even kind of entertaining the idea, even if we if that was a hallucination of Joseph seeing them in the bar. Um but going back to the question of Madeline, should Madeline tell uh Ed about possibly killing killing Perry or just like the situation or even opening up to more you know, and I love seeing Renata <laughs> saying, no, yeah. no, we're fine. We're, we're made fine. Of and so, like, to me, that was like, oh, my God, Renata is so confident with I this. And to me, she was the one least likely to crack, but also totally. she kind of did. We'll, we'll talk about it in a yeah. second. But any more thoughts on kind of Madeline and, and Ed and so, the whole... Yeah, I had a question about that. So, because... I trust Ed for the most part, right? But he is very honest. So, like, is he going to be the honest guy that goes, we have to go to the police and tell? Because the thing is, if you tell him, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. So if somebody's a lawyer in the comments, or maybe you guys know this, but I don't think he has to testify against her in court, right? So if he knows. cannot testify against their spouses. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they have to. I mean, if maybe if he wants to, I don't know. But, like, so if Madeline told him, he wouldn't have to, right? Would I mean, he? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> so many good questions this after show. But I wonder, could he testify against another what, one of the other? Oh, Monterey? That's a good point. Could they I mean, call him to testify against somebody else? Yeah, yeah that. But the question would yeah. be oh okay. Just so don't. Tell. So many questions. Just don't tell. There's so many questions. So if she did tell him, 
technically it came from her so he'd be getting the information from his wife who he can't testify against so just even if he yeah. was to testify against somebody else it'll be hearsay alright this is getting too confusing so just don't tell <laughs> don't tell anybody keep your mouth shut actually, nobody yeah. break and just move on part of me kind of wants her to and I really don't know why because I really feel like they need this in a, in a sense of complete transparency to be honest with each other but I would, if I'm going to do that, I would also forego and say, I need you to... I, I drew up this contract that says, you, once the information I tell you, you cannot say to anyone. Just to protect me. But granted, because he's so honest, that brings into question that. However, the only reason I don't think he would crack is because they have children. Yeah. Mm. And, that, and that, I think that's his saving grace for me as a character. So if Madeline did come through and said, hey, this is what really happened tonight, Perry Wright died... And if you tell on if you tell on any of us, we'd lose the kids. Mm-hmm. It could be any like I feel like if she brought it in that way, it might change everything. All right, interesting. Oh, Cece says not only does he not have to testify against her, he cannot. It's uh, her privilege to protect. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, it's getting really confusing. It is. I was also shocked when we were watching uh, the whole thing about Renata. And her husband. Oh my lord! We got a little information, not so much from Renata in this particular episode. So I'm sad to see no Lord Dern that much. But she had kind of a, a little snapping moment when she found out that there was some. What, what did? What was it at the stress, stress management? Stress management for 160,000 k. Yeah. From Um, Juliet, the nanny. So basically, in a nutshell, Gordon was effing the nanny. mm -hmm. For what, six years? There goes the transparency. (laughs) See, see, these these couples cannot be transparent. No, Gordon just sucks as a husband. Let's just be clear. He feels feels emasculated by Renata as a character. Mm -hmm. Just true, he does. And I feel like because she has been so successful in her life and he's making bad choices or mistakes that he's made... And though he technically feels bad about it, he just thought if I could be get to that point where Renata was, we'd be on more on equal footing. Because they're not I also, whatsoever. I also think that because Renata was probably she's more than likely the breadwinner, she is the the essential figure in that household. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he didn't feel like he had a whole lot of control. So his control he probably stressed him out his control came from Julia and mm-hmm. utilizing her for sex. So that was probably why he did that. Stress management, air quotes. So he's just a dog and yeah. he has no saving grace. There's I nothing. Know. There's nothing. Like, he's first already of all, got poor little Amabella has to just go through this and see her parents just, ugh. The community property is what effed me up in this whole situation. So my money that I worked so hard for is now apparently your money mm-hmm. and I had to lose my money. You better pray. I was with Renata when she said, I'm going to get you back. It might not be today mm-hmm. because we're going to be happy because I'm a Bella, but I will get you back. And I am so, like, I support that message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, someone who was transparent in this episode was Bonnie with her mom, oh who's still kind of in the coma, coming in and out, not the coma, but in and out of the hospital. She's unconscious one moment, she's conscious the next, and she confesses that. She, that she resents her mother mm-hmm. and that she didn't push Perry that night. I mean, she did, but she pushed her mom that night. I thought, was, thought that was really powerful and she just reveals like so much of her backstory and just this monologue of confess- yeah. confessing and how she, because of the abuse from her mother, she would have so much, she would have sex when she was 13. Yeah, she started at 13, which is so young. 
And she just kind of went off in this really reckless behavior. And I thought it was... Obviously, it's different from Celeste's abuse, but it, I, I kind of, like, related the two in the sense mm-hmm. because of the the sexual connection of abuse. Mm-hmm. So what were your thoughts on her confessing in this episode to her mom, closing the door, despite it, like, her, her mom teared, kind of, so I, I guess she heard? So what were your thoughts on this? Because there was a lot to unpack in this. Uh, for me, it is... I can relate to uh, Bonnie in that situation because I've had a similar monologue in my head when it comes to my own mom because I'm a foster kid. Um, so it's just, it needed to be said. It's one of those things where you've been holding it in and you, you're just so angry, especially as a child, because you have no control and you lash out at other people. And it just, it tears up your soul, like bit by bit, that anger that's just boiling in you. And unless you have a way to release it or let go and let God, it seriously will just fester at your soul even mm-hmm. as you get to become an adult and when she said um you know i started having sex at 13 because i wanted to be loved and i wasn't i wasn't getting love from you i wasn't getting a stable childhood for every you know door you slammed for yelling at me for just doing homework for me for marrying a man i don't love first of all that was just like Bam. whoa mm-hmm. okay so you don't love nathan got you but like all the choices that you know led me to that moment at that school, I saw you and Perry. I didn't see Perry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw you standing there, and I, I'm actually now I'm a grown up, and I can actually defend somebody else. I couldn't defend myself because I was a kid. My dad couldn't defend me, and he chose not to. But now I can defend somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just a full circle of just Bonnie's evolution. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's really relieving for her to get this out because we see her go through so many things. Like, she's so in her head about everything. And and everybody on the show is seeing that she is struggling. So we see all of these things. We see a scene where she looks down at her mom and her mom's, like, conscious and she's getting ready to kill her. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that somebody brought up in the live chat was um, the point when... Um, she asked the nurse if they could kill her. Right. I mean, and, and then just the stuff with you, you see like these flashbacks of her with her mom, and then it's heartbreaking because then you see her daughter in the room, and she's like, "Did I ever tell you you're such a great daughter?" So it's just like she's just in a really weird spot, and right. it's really hard. So I feel like for her to be able to get all of that out is really good. Yeah. But um, and it yes. yeah, and I remember even in the last season when she did push him I was like of all people Bonnie's gonna push him and totally. now it makes so much sense yes that's a really good point it makes so much sense mm-hmm. and it really makes me just I feel like we got to know Bonnie so much more than any time this was the episode where we got to know Bonnie the best mm-hmm. yeah and that was powerful you know what somebody in in the live chat Unstoppable Goddess said one thing I've learned from my dad who's an attorney by the way is never put anything in writing let it out to your mom but burn that journal and that's so funny because <laughs> there is writing. a scene there is a scene yeah where she they, like they show that she gets the journal back and I remember thinking what did you write in that journal right the detective's gonna get her hands on that because totally. the detective is looking down da- uh, Bonnie up and down this entire season and in this episode right because some oh I'll leave it for predictions okay but yeah <laughs> well before we're running a little short on time so let's get to Mary Louise oh. versus oh, because we gotta talk about I gotta save the best for last. Farber. Mary Louise versus Celeste. Celeste refuses to settle, and I actually am glad that she's refusing to settle because I feel like she's settled. She's settled in the relationship with Perry. She settles for such a long time, settled for the abuse, even though she uh, 
liked this this the she, she liked the rough yeah yeah which is not technically a bad thing if you like rougher sex Everyone, that's just just your preference you, you know? know it's your preference but I love the fact that she is really willing to fight because I feel like she was wasn't fighting in the relationship mm-hmm. with Perry she yeah. was just being very passive about it and now she's ready to fight his mom <laughs> so what were your thoughts on this whole this whole process of seeing Nicole Kidman just portray Celeste in such a very kind of weak state at first, but also she kind of grew stronger throughout the entire episode of being questioned. I mean, I I really feel like it's really hard when everything I've done is now being questioned when my past sexual encounters are now for the forefront and fair game. Mm -hmm. And then you also, instead of treating me like a victim of an abusive relationship you tried to make me the you blame me basically like i couldn't have left i couldn't have told anybody how dare you at the same time i went to be to farber how dare you blame me for not telling somebody going to the police or telling somebody because a lot of abuse people who are abused especially women they don't tell they just don't they feel Mm -hmm. like if they do tell that's their death sentence because for some it is Mm -hmm. i really but it's also what I also liked about it the fact that it was real. It was just true to form. It was real, and Mary Louise is just kind of sitting there like a little smirk and yeah. smiles in some cases. And when you realize, oh, you've had me followed. I mean, granted, we didn't know about all those sexual encounters. And even when Farber said, "Has any of your son met any of the guys?" I really just wanted to be like the only reason my son's met one was because Mary Louise showed up to my house right. at six in the morning with the boys and didn't tell me she was coming over. Mm-hmm. So granted, you you got so many emotions, you can't really think like that. But that was seriously my thought process. And also the ambient. What I thought was really profound in this episode was the ambient that she's been taking, mm-hmm. and how the ambient kind of like hit us too. Because we didn't. At least I. You kind of got hints looking back that Celeste was with different oh, guys. Totally. But I was shocked to kind of have that confirmation that mm-hmm. she was been with all of these guys since Perry. Like, to me, I was hit with Ambien. Like, yeah. like I realized, or somehow I took Ambien, because that was a shocker. Same. For me, personally, my perspective, yeah. I had no clue. I thought Joe was, like, basically the only guy. But, yeah, like, did she not, like, know? Is she just, like, seeing the pictures, and then she's like, oh, yeah, that guy, oh, yeah. Because, like, the thing is, remember the lawyer? The lawyer... She knew what she was doing. Celeste should have just listened to the lawyer and just like shared custody with Mary Louise and just moved on. But because this is getting out of hand for her. The only reason I don't I agree with the fact that she didn't is because I, I feel like even if she did agree to the custody battle, eventually Mary Louise would have tried to outmaneuver, manipulate to get full custody at a later date. Mm-hmm. So if they deal with it now, there's no there's no reason to drag it out later. Yeah. Well, what we do know. Is that <laughs> Celeste is a lawyer and she is yes. ready to question the hell out of Mary Louise next episode? Yes. I was about to say next season. Oh, that was <laughs> next a, that episode. was an amazing like so, turnaround of. We're gonna get those predictions ready. Yes. See, that's why I love the growth in, in Celeste in this episode because she started out very meek and a little unsure, very confused. But no, she gained so much confidence just in this single episode. So hold those predictions ready. We got to get to our special segment and then on to news. So why don't we get going on Lie or Try? Why you yes. always lying? <laughs> yes, everyone, after buzzers, Lie or Try, you know this game. We're basically pulling a particular instance in an episode. This week we are doing Would You Confess to Your Spouse About Being Tied to a Murder? Basically, are you going to confess or are you going to lie? 
So what would you do in Madeline's predicament? Would you mm. confess to Ed or your significant other that you are tied to a murder? Why God. or why not? <laughs> Such a hard question. <laughs> okay, but question is that before I answer it, are we thinking of Madeline now? Like, not yeah. right after it happened, but right now. Was she? Well, not, don't think about Madeline. Think about you, Shay. If I'm Shay Madeline, Jones, you're Shay Jones. Okay, I'm Shay Jones. And your man. <laughs> You gonna you gonna you gonna confess? No? Oh my gosh. Why okay. are you gonna confess? <laughs> I'm like, right, are you gonna... I'm thinking of myself in Madeline's shoes and if I was in Madeline's shoes, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna move on. If and I'm not in tell. if I'm in if me shame and I'm in Madeline's shoes right now at this point in my marriage and I did something yes. like that, I might be willing to confess to save my marriage because technically the murder was in self defense. And the only reason it didn't get staged that way is because it's also my fault that we're also cracking. So she also has that guilt on top of it. Mm-hmm. So if I have that guilt on top of me, I'm and I'm I'm actually feeling it now. Like Bonnie said, like you're, it's actually getting to you the lie. Mm-hmm. I might be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I'd go see a lawyer, talk to the lawyer, and then. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, know. that's actually probably great. Talk to the lawyer can first. I, can, I, can I tell my husband? I'm like, no. Because I like Adam Scott, I would confess. Aww, because I'm like, no, I do love Ed, Ed. I know. Don't leave me for that big booby Tory. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just saw him in this episode and how he was at first. He saw the fogginess within Madeline, and that. But later on, seeing kind of her be a little bit more transparent in the dress. Regardless of whether that was staged or not, I loved seeing how like it was very endearing his reaction to seeing Madeline like yeah. that. Maybe she was just very un- intoxicated. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he was just <laughs> like you can't was. wave a wand, but this comes pretty close. It was, right. it was yeah. sweet, it especially was. with all the stress that these these women are going through. The Monterey Five, we love you. You're going to pull through the next episode. I hope. But yeah, if you're joining us, please let us know. Would you lie or would you try? Well, some people in the chat are really funny right now. Oh, gosh. Um, BMA BMA 21 says, Celeste would never share custody with someone who doesn't believe she was abused. And Thesey says, also, Mary Louise raised the monster that is Perry. There is no way yes. I would have settled, quote, unquote, with somebody else about raising my kids and getting the hard part of the week, too. Yes, Ooh, I preach. agree with that. And that's what, that, what I talked about last week is, like, I... I'd be afraid to send my sons to her since that's the son she raised and not saying that be, he turned out that way because of that, but I would just be because of the way Celeste is handling the, the boys mm-hmm. and that, she doesn't want them to end up like Perry. Um, but because I think this is what we talked about in one of these games too, because of the the death and and the lie, mm-hmm. that's the why <laughs> yes, that's why I would have to just settle because I wouldn't want to commit perjury and right. then have all of them run through and also commit perjury and then get everybody in trouble. So I just settle, move on, don't tell your lie. And but also, Mary Louise plays a lot of psychological warfare that's just too deep for me. Like, especially yeah. she plays with the kids, especially like it's mm-hmm. it's easier because you're putting up a grown woman against some eight year olds. Like mm-hmm. that's that's probably like candy to like get information but out eight, of. But those eight year olds aren't stupid. No. We, know, we know in right. this season. We're not they're saying not they're stupid, stupid no. but, but still. Th- they sometimes give away more than they should. That's true. We saw it with Ziggy in this episode. And but, even the boys. Like the twins. So. Yeah. And Chloe. They say Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. Anyway, anyway, we're running short on time. So we got to get to news and gossip presented by Jesse Zayner. Yes. So last episode, we talked about the big um, ice cream scene. So problems with Big Little Lies Season 2 go deeper than the ice cream gate. Because remember... 
Madeline did yeah, not throw the ice cream on Mary Louise. So, turns out HBO and writer David E. Kelly are said to have gone back on their choice of Andrea Arnold as season two director, discarding most of her contributions in favor of season one director Jean-Marc Vallée. Uh, re-editing episodes into his own style. So mm. they said that's why sometimes some of the scenes are a little bit choppy. And I didn't even notice that. I actually think this episode, or I think the season is actually better than last season. I agree that it's better, but I do kind of see personally the little choppiness of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was expecting that ice cream. I was expecting her to just, and it was just, that that alone was just abruptly a, ended. That was, Like, yeah. she could have just been, she was walking towards Mary Louise, mm-hmm. and they completely cut that yep. as soon as it, so. Oh, yeah, I, I see I, what I, you mean now, because I didn't notice it, mm-hmm. but I actually, it would have made a lot more sense for her, because she's Madeline. You have ice cream in your hand. Right. And we saw the photos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody During saw the film. photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for that news. Yeah. Was there any more? No. Okay. That's I don't, I don't the want to news cut for this week. I don't want to cut you short, Jesse. Oh, you're sweet. Thanks. Because we love our news and gossip. We do. But we also love our predictions. Oh my gosh. After Buzz TV oh, for the finale. All right, y'all. Let's do this. Who wants to go first for the season two finale of Big Little Eyes? Um, season two, I, uh, for the finale, I really think we're going to find out what happened actually to Perry's brother mm-hmm. and what Raymond. Mary Louise um, had to do childhood-wise. Because I think there's a big trauma that happened that Celeste knows, which is also why she wanted to question Mary Louise herself. Right. So if that comes to light, how that's going to affect the petitioner mm-hmm. uh Guardianship, how that's going to affect that. I'm ready to find out what the big secret was right. that happened in their childhood. Because she always talks about Raymond like he was just this perfect person. She does the same thing with Perry now right. because obviously Perry was the only son left. But I think she also puts her children on a pedestal that mm-hmm. they just can't reach. Mm-hmm. All right. Jesse, what about you? Okay, so first we have a prediction in the live chat. I don't know how to say your screen name, so I apologize. BMA, BMA21 said... Their prediction is Alexa heard everything, meaning when Bonnie was in the hospital, Skylar, her daughter, left what looks to be like a Amazon like dot or like right. echo there, and yeah. they think that maybe Alexa heard the confession. Right. So that's their prediction, which I thought was really interesting and it like blew my mind at the beginning of this. So my own prediction is, oh my gosh, so much is going to happen. I actually think Celeste is going to do a good job right. um, questioning Mary Louise, and I think that and. Please, HBO is so hard. So this is so tough. But like, I pray to God that she questions Mary Louise. Mary Louise like has always done what you said, like turned questions back around. Mm-hmm. She finally breaks. Celeste gets her kids back. No one breaks, and we all live happily ever after. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and that's the fantasy that we maybe know. not. I love that, Jesse. In a perfect world, yes. Yeah, but. I think we. I would love that. I would yeah. really love that to play out. But I also think it won't go perfectly because who knows if there's going to be a season three or not. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, so okay, that's good. Me, okay. I don't know. I just. Wonder I how, hope that this doesn't happen. Yeah. Then. I wonder how they're just going to end it because are they going to do a cliffhanger style or something kind of just maybe abrupt? I have no clue. Like really I, quick, if somebody breaks, who is it going to be? Madeline. Oh gosh, I don't know. Only because I, I think Bonnie has made her peace now, in a sense. Yeah, I actually think at this point that no one's going to break, um, but unfortunately we have to break the show <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't mean to say my predictions because we're running late on oh, time. I'm sorry. But it's okay, it's okay. We'll leave them down in the comments below. Totally fine. 
Uh, where can I find my special <laughs> my special panel on social media? Hey guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me Mondays at Grand Hotel at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays Good Trouble every Tuesday at 7 p.m. with special guests every week this season. Check it out. I'm Jesse Zayner. You can find me all over social media at Athletic. And shout out to my mom, Cindy Zayner, who's joined us in the live chat hey. tonight. Oh, it's so hi. much fun. Hey, Jesse's mom. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jessie. And I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. It's been amazing hosting this show with y'all. Yeah. Uh, this is actually Jesse and I's last appearance on the show. But Shay will be back, and yes. so will Simone and Mia for the season finale. I'm going to be at Comic Con, so that's why I'm missing it. And Jesse's doing her, her uh, half marathon. Half marathon. Yeah, but we're going to watch in, we're going to tune in, <laughs> and we're going to lose our comments. So. So thank yeah. you guys so much. We love you guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.